Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast for November 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. A um, couple things first before we get into everything. Um, a happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Um, I always like, I love this holiday. I think um, all the schools and should be off today, even though I don't think I ever had off for high school on Veterans Day. And of course, colleges, uh, some colleges don't have off, but I know a lot of my friends have off work, but I still think a lot of the schools and colleges should be off, but that's just my opinion. Also, um, tomorrow's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to be doing a crossover episode with the Locked On Rangers host, uh, John Chick. Uh, we've been going back and forth. I think we're going to be recording this uh, tomorrow morning. It'll be a preview of the Penguins-Rangers game, which is tomorrow night. The Penguins will be at, at Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, to take on the Rangers, who had a pretty crazy game against the uh, Panthers uh, yesterday. I saw the time it was 5-5, five to five, but... Um, but the Panthers ended up winning uh, the game in a shootout 6-5. to five. But um, before we get into this episode, uh, follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And we're talking about another win for the Penguins uh, this past Saturday night. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks for the first time in five years. And I don't know if you guys uh, saw this tweet on Twitter, but Seth Rohrbach, great writer for the Penguins, tweeted out the lineup the last time the Penguins beat the Blackhawks before this game. It was, um, I believe, March 30th, 2014. Uh, you guys should go check that out because it's a very, very bad roster. Uh, Cindy Crosby, of course, is on there. Uh, UC Okunin, Lee Stefianak, um, James Neal is still on there. Brian Gibbons, Jason Magna, uh, Craig Adams is on there. Joe Vitale, uh, just, I think uh, Rob Scuderi is on there. Uh, Derek England. Matt Niskanen, who he was actually doing pretty good at the time. That's when Matt Niskanen, right before he made his big bucks out of Washington. Uh, it's a pretty bad lineup, though, except, of course, Chris Green and Cindy Crosby, Jokin and James Neal. But there was no Evgeny Malkin in that game. Mark andre Fleury was starting. But, uh, yeah, that lineup uh, just gives me PTSD every time I see it because there's just so many bad players on that team. It's kind of a miracle that that Penguins team uh, – not only made the playoffs that season, but they had um, home ice uh, for the first two rounds um, of that. And that was the year that, of course, Ray Shiro and Dan Bilesma were finally let go after another uh, failure in the playoffs after losing three games to one to the New York Rangers, who, of course, the Penguins will play tomorrow night. But to get back to this game, uh, did not start out well for the Penguins. I thought they were playing well, but uh, they weren't getting the results. Uh, they went down 2 nothing uh, to the Blackhawks. Dominic Kubelik opened up the scoring uh, for the Blackhawks on a, on a shot. I don't really think uh, Murray had too much of a shot on. And then Patrick Kane scored just a little bit later. I think that was kind of a laser shot. Uh, I think Murray would maybe want that back, but um, Kane more than made up for his um, awful whiff on the power play. The, the Blackhawks had a 5-on-3 for about a minute and a half. Kane has a wide-open net, and he just shanked it like I've never seen before. I mean, you don't really see that out of Patrick Kane, who's one of the best players in the world. So um, he definitely got that back. But after that, you know, the Penguins, uh, they started, they started uh, getting the better of the play. They got a goal before the second period ended from Jake Gensel. Uh, shout out to Evgeny Malkin for that uh, gorgeous pass uh, right to Gensel. Um, kind of a really bit of a tight window. It was like he didn't look like he didn't, didn't hit a skate or anything. And Gensel just goes bar down um, on to Crawford. And uh, Corey Crawford was actually getting a little bit mad online. Um, during this game, I think, um, from who was it that got him mad during this game? I think it was, um, was, I think it was maybe Galchenyuk that uh, got under his skin and he was, uh, getting a little mad at him uh, for getting into his crease a little bit, but Penguins got one before the end of the second period. And then the third period, they were getting the better of the play. They were getting some looks on Crawford. They were, 
for a while. It didn't really look like it was um, going anywhere. Um, and just for a while, Corey Crawford was just really having a great game. Um, he's not the same goaltender as he used to be, considering I know he's had a lot of concussion problems, unfortunately. Uh, but for a while, was easily, I think, a top six to top five, top ten goaltender in the league a few years ago. But um, the Penguins finally got the tying goal late in the period. Uh, just a great cross-ice uh, pass from Marino to Brian Russ. And he made no mistake and buried it. And folks, Brian Russ, this is the best hockey that he's played since the back-to-back -back up runs. Um, that's another goal now for him this season. It's now five goals in six games, seven points overall in those six games. Um, he, his stock is going really high. Um, I know there's still been some takes out there. Well, you know, they could trade him for like a really good defenseman or a really good rental forward. I really don't think he's the kind of player that I would want to give up in a trade right now. I know, obviously, he is going to regress. It happens to all the players. You're not going to keep up this five goals and six games pace up all year because Brian Russ is, uh, has been a very streaky scorer throughout his career. I've said that so many times. It sounds like a broken record. He is going to go into another a little bit of a goalless shot. Hopefully, it's not like 20 to 25 games. But um, right now, he's playing very, very good hockey, and the Penguins desperately need that, um, especially with another injury coming on. And let's just get right to that Um Another injury to the Penguins, and this is a really bad one, Sidney Crosby. Uh, he looks like he had a little bit of an awkward um, play um, as he was going into the zone. It looked like it was a weird, awkward hit. His like, foot or knee bent a weird way. And then he took a shot off of his foot. He went right down the runway. Um, hopefully it's not too big of a deal. He's not at practice, though, today, so that's not really good news for his status potentially playing tomorrow. So uh, for that game against the Rangers, they could be without Patrick Hornquist, Chris Letang, and Sidney Crosby. Um, the injury bug lasted all about one game. Uh, the Penguins injury bug just never, ever goes away. But I really liked the, um, the fight that the Penguins showed after Crosby got hurt. Evgeny Malkin, I thought, had another good game. Um, he's trending in the right direction. He's not all the way, I don't think, back to that level yet that we're used to seeing. But yeah, I think he is going to get there. But... Uh, just a really, just a really good win for the Penguins. Um, obviously, um, let's get to the overtime. Uh, both teams had chances back and forth. I mean, it was kind of a little bit of a. It was not the most exciting three on three. I don't know how I could even say that, but I just I didn't really feel like all the excitement that I should on a three on three because usually three on three is so like, amazingly exciting. But um, then, of course, it goes to a shootout. Uh, Jake Gensel gets a shootout goal. For the Penguins, Jared McCann wins it. The only uh, shootout goal that Matt Murray led up was Patrick Kane because Patrick McCane comes in so fast and then stops to a hole and goes about one mile per hour and then he just belts the puck five hole. Patrick Kane does that on everyone, but um, the Penguins won it with McCann right after that and then Murray got a save. And this is, folks, another really, really good game from Matt Murray. I know he had a little bit of an ugly start to the Islanders game, but rebounded very nicely and that, that continued into this Blackhawks game. He stopped... Uh, 29 saves on 31 shots, a 9.35 save percentage. He's had a really, really good start to the season with a with a 9.16 save percentage this year. 2.35, 2.35 goals against average. Um, that's uh, if you're, I'm looking at the stats right now, that's top 10 among starters. So, but for some reason, people like to um, uh, crap on him, even though he's had a really, really good strong start to the season, despite a couple of uh, not so good games lately. But um, it was a great win for the Penguins to get. They're now 10 and 6 and 1. They remained third place in the Metropolitan Division going up into their game against the Rangers. Um, hopefully the injury to Sidney Crosby is not serious, but um, it's definitely not the uh, not the way you want to see another injured player uh, get hurt, especially uh, I thought kind of an awkward play. 
uh, like that with Cindy Crosby. But um, of course, folks, uh, don't forget uh, for tomorrow that um, for, the, for the next episode, I know I'm probably repeating myself, but it'll be a crossover with me and the Locked On Rangers. I'm really looking forward to this, just to pick his brain about the Rangers and how they've been looking this year. I haven't really been... Um, watch the Rangers a lot this year. Though I still kind of want to see how Henrik Lundqvist is doing. Panarin, I know he's off to a really good start. But just pick his brain and just going into the matchup, I think that would be a, a lot of fun uh, for tomorrow's episode. All right, so um, because we'll just keep talking about the Blackhawks game a little bit. Um, one thing I really didn't like to see, I didn't like from that game was the way Justin Schultz played. Um, he was trending uh, in the really high direct, just trending up a lot lately because he's play been playing really, really good. But that game was one of his worst games I think I've ever seen from him. He's constantly making bad decisions, pinching at the wrong time, um, giving up odd man rushes. I think the first goal was because of an odd man rush. It was a three on one, if I'm not mistaken, because Justin Schultz made a really bad uh, pinch play. Um, just that was just a really bad game from him. I think the Penguins. Um, overall, after the season, they're going to have to let someone else pay him because I still think he's going to want too much money than the Penguins are willing to give him. I think, what is he making so far? What, $5.5 million per season? I know he's probably going to want a bump and raise, maybe about, what, a million? I mean, I don't think anyone's going to give him $7 million per. That, that, my friends, would be absolutely ridiculous to give him that much money. But I think he's going to want at least a $500,000 raise to about a million, um, especially with the Penguins' cap problems coming next season with Matt Murray. Uh, extension coming, Jared McCann, Marcus Pedersen is getting an, an imminent extension, according to Elliot Freeman, on January 1st. Apparently, it's all the locked up. It's going to be a long-term extension. Um, I think you're going to have to have someone else uh, pay him because uh, he just hasn't shown that level that um, we've been accustomed to during that 2015-16 season where he was pretty good. Then, of course, 2016-17 where he just broke out, had a 50-point season, was playing really, really good on the top pairing. Just ever since then, it's just been a little bit of a decline, though. Like I said, I do think he was playing some good hockey this season, but man, that game was just bad to watch him. I thought Pedersen, though, was doing has had a really strong outing. I thought he was good. Brian Jimlin's keeping it up, and of course, John Marino. I mean, wow. I mean, like I said, that pass to Rust, just to get through all those bodies, just that cross-crease pass. Just a really, really nice pass to get it to Russ. And, of course, Russ is going to bury that uh, goal every time considering he had a wide open net on Crawford. And that was right be right before that was when the Penguins were just buzzing in the offensive zone. Crawford had to come up with a couple big saves. Uh, one of them, though, went, uh, before that, I think one went wider than that. But still, Crawford had a really, really strong game. But And to get that win um, was really, really good. But um, aside from Justin Schultz and uh, the play of the Penguins, I do want to take the time to talk a little bit about the Blackhawks. Um, I tweeted about this during the game. I don't really know what direction the Chicago Blackhawks want to go into. Um, I know this is an episode about the Penguins, but of course they play the opponent that, I mean, I just, I, I'm really confused as to what direction that they're going in. They're not really contending. Like, are, are they rebuilding? Are they just want to be a middling team? Do they just want to barely make the playoffs and then just get swept by, what, Nashville, um, St. Louis, whoever is, whoever else comes out of the Central with Dallas is starting to actually play really well, though I don't think they're in the playoff picture yet. But still, I just don't know what the plan is in Chicago. They've been doing this for three straight years now. They've missed the playoffs the last couple of seasons. They fired Joe Quenville last year, placed him with a coach who I really don't think is that good. They're off to a really, really bad start this year now. They're at Five and seven and four. And that's just, you know, 14 points in your first 16 games. I mean, that's just, it's not good enough. And and they really, like, if you look down their lineup, they just, they only really have, what, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Alex DeBrincat. There's just, 
there's not a lot there for, for Chicago at all. And their defensive corpse is just, yeah, it's just it's a shell of their former selves. Duncan Keith has fallen off a cliff a little bit. Brent Seabrook is not nearly close to where he used to be as one of the game's best defensemen. That contract, extent, contract extension that he signed just a few uh, seasons ago was just a really, really bad decision by Stan Bowman. Um, I do not know why he decided to do that. Um, I guess loyalty. Um, but I do think another good thing they have going for them besides um, Kane, T- uh, Taves, and DeBrincat. Of course, they have Brandon Saad, who they re- reacquired from the Blue Jackets. Um, but Robin Leonard, um, he's been really, really good to start the season. Um, I think he needs to be their number one um, after this season. I think Crawford, is, his contract is up after this season. And you know what? I would sign Robin Leonard to a long-term deal with the Blackhawks. I think he's a better option at this point. I don't really know how much Corey Crawford has left. It doesn't really look like it's too much. But he's getting up there in age. He's had a lot of concussion problems. I like that they signed Leonard because of the concussion problems. And um, just how he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. His numbers have kind of gone down a bit. But I think that's a one big bright spot for the Blackhawks this season. But um, I think they need to have an identity. They need to know what they want to do because they can't keep doing the same thing every season. Like it, it's just, it's really confusing as to what they want. Um, I know Kane and Taves aren't getting any younger, but you've won three cups out of them. Like if you're going to rebuild, rebuild, go for it. If you're going to contend, shed some salary and go out and get some more big name players to go help with the Brinkett, Saad, Taves, and Kane. Because other than that, there really is just not much there. And Robin Leonard can win you games. Like, with the Islanders last season, he had his best season of his career, um, posting over a 930 save percentage. And he's been really good to start this year, too. So, um, I mean, I think he actually even called out the Blackhawks' defensive uh, group last week. I mean, well, he kind of threw some shade at the uh, the Sabres' defensive uh, group, considering they were bad. So, he basically's like, yeah, this is nothing. Like, it's fine, because I've played on way worse defensive teams. So, that was pretty funny to see that Robin Leonard said that earlier this week before the game. But... Yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. While I was watching the game, I just I don't really know what the Blackhawks' plan is, and um, the sooner um, their fans and the front office figure that out, I think it'll be for the better. Because I don't really think you can keep trying to finish 18th in the league every season, just missing the playoffs. Like if you're just going to keep doing that, I mean, like why, why even have why, why even have an organization, in my opinion? But um, I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit outside of this game. I thought the Blackhawks played. An all right game. For some reason, they give the Penguins fits. I have never understood why, despite them being so bad the past couple of seasons. Um, but maybe now the Penguins will start a win streak of their own against them. That's one. Yeah, they'll play the Chicago later this year in Chicago at the United Center. So maybe they'll get it to two. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see. I thought um, a lot of players had really strong performances uh, for this game, like I said, including Brian Russ, uh, Malkin, Matt Murray, uh, and Jake Gensel. But speaking of player performances and performances in general, that should not be the only performance that might be on your mind. If you want to avoid awkward doctor's office visits when you're looking up to looking up to your game, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you'll be ready to play a full 60 and maybe even overtime or potentially even go to a shootout. And because it's chewable, BlueChew works fast, so you'll never have to worry about being ready to go. Made in the United States, BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in discreet packaging, making the whole process easy, convenient, and cheaper than pharmacy alternatives. 
Right now, we've got a special deal for listeners of Locked on NHL. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. You just have to pay $5 shipping for it. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. All right, so, so the Penguins have just released their uh, practice lines for today with um, a lot of their, of course, Sidney Crosby out. So it looks like um, Galchenyuk, McCann, and Gensel. So it looks like Jared McCann is taking the place of uh, first-line center. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't, he'll probably be the second-line center, but still, that's interesting to me. Uh, Dominic Simone with Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust. I think that's going to be a pretty good line. I don't mind Simone with Malkin. I'm curious to see how he plays with Geno compared to Crosby. Uh, Cahoon will be with Bukestad and Lafferty. Um, it's good that Sam Lafferty is back up. He'll be getting some more time. I really wanted to see more, I think, of Sam Lafferty, considering, um, of course, when the Penguins are fully healthy. I just don't know if there is a spot in the lineup for him, though. Potentially, Zach Aston Reese. I'm not really too thrilled with him, though. I mean, he has been playing a bit better lately, I would say. But um, let's see. The fourth line, uh, yeah, Aston Reese with Bluger and Tanev. Tanev, I mean, like I said, you can play him anywhere in the lineup. I still think he's playing well. He, in a lot of ways, he's exactly what the Penguins needed, despite you know the albatross of a contract of six years. But um, he, he's just he, and he hasn't been lining up the goal sheet lately. But still, he's been really fast to pucks. Um, he's tenacious. He, he, he hasn't been drawing as many penalties lately. But uh, I think that'll come back. I, I knew that was figured to regress a little bit. But I mean, it'll it'll come. And of course, the du- defensive pairings are the same as they were. Dumoulin with Marino. Marino getting top pairing minutes with Chris Letang out. Hopefully, uh, it was announced, of course, that Chris Letang is week to week with a lower body injury. Um, that's not good. Um, and there's been a lot of weird takes on Twitter lately about, oh well, now the Penguins still have a winning record with Chris Letang out of the lineup. Who cares? Like, he makes the team so much better. He's a number one defenseman. He's a top ten defenseman in this league. If you can't see that, I can't help you. I, that's just that's that, that's just not an opinion. That, that, those are facts. Like, he's very, very good at what he does. Um, enough with the, you know, oh, he has a winning record with them out and, and praising Jack Johnson. It's not how it goes, people. And um, Pedersen Schultz is the second pairing, of course, and then Johnson uh, with rotating Ricola and Ruidel rotating. Um, it'll probably be Ricola that gets in the lineup. Poor Chad Ruidel. Uh, signs always a contract extension, but they can never get in the lineup. But uh, Penguins power play um, with uh, apparently according to Taylor Hasse with um, no Crosby or Latang or Hornquist. It'll be Galchenyuk with Schultz, Bukestad, Malkin, again. So uh, uh, Nick Bukestad on the top power play. Uh, that's something I don't think I ever thought. I would see on the Penguins, but here we are with all the freaking injuries. But yeah, that's just these are too many injuries that keep happening. Um, hopefully the Hornquist one, um, he'll be back a little sooner rather than later. I know it was long term, and of course, hopefully the Sidney Crosby one is not near is not bad. Um, saw some tweets yesterday. Apparently, people at the Steelers game, some media were basically hearing that um, the Crosby injury is not that serious, but still looks like he's going to have to miss a game out of it since he's not practicing today. I doubt he's going to be at the morning skate tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's just, ugh, I've run out of words to describe the Penguins injury bug because they've lost so many uh, man games to injury. The fact that they're 10-6-1 and six and one in a playoff spot right now, especially third place in the, in the Metropolitan Division, is nothing short of a miracle. Um, they're going to need all these players back. Obviously, they're going to get these players back, I would think. Um, Chris Tan usually always misses about 10 games season with some sort of injury. Um, as long as it's that, uh, that at a maximum... Um, I think the, the team will be okay. Patrick Hornquist will be back in the lineup. Sidney Crosby, I mean, he's been really healthy the last few years too. So to see him injured um, is something that is not has not happened uh, too often lately. Ever since his concussions, 
Uh, he just hasn't really been an injured player too much. Uh, he's been really reliable, which is awesome considering what he went through um, about uh, about nine years ago with all those concussions from Victor Hedman, of course, and Davis Duckle, the Winter Classic. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Um, well, like I said, we'll have a crossover episode of Locked On uh, with Locked On Rangers tomorrow to preview the game against the Rangers. See how the Penguins stack up against some of the Penguins that played the Rangers. Really, really good over the last few years. I know that I believe that the series was um, tied last season. I think that both teams beat each other twice. But before that, the Penguins have won the season series on each of the last couple of seasons prior to last season. So the Penguins really know how to get up to play the Rangers. They play them very well at Madison Square Garden. Um, and yeah, so it'll be. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup against the Rangers, considering the Rangers have, are not in a win-now mode. They're kind of still rebuilding. They're retooling for the next year or two uh, since... Um, they don't really have the full pieces yet to contend for a playoff spot, in my opinion. But I'm um, looking forward to tomorrow's episode. It'll be great. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening.